Genoa. And this is Yusuf. And this is In Flight Entertainment. Hey, and we are in a new week, and that means we have a new episode lined up for y'all today. And we're doing something, you know, fun, crazy, violent, bonkers, all that good stuff. Yes, yes. So we are um, diving into the world of Hitman. <laughs> and the wife. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, today's movie, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, is the sequel to the 2017 movie, The Hitman, Hitman's Bodyguard. Um, starring Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, and Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the first one came out, what, like, yeah, two, you said 2017, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Two, okay, so this is about three. It's weird because I'm not sure exactly when this movie is supposed to have come out because, you know, because of COVID, a lot of movies got pushed back. And this was released this year or 2021. Yeah, it was released spring. It it was released in the theaters in spring of 2021. Um, It is now available on Amazon Prime to rent for a small fee, but it, it was in theaters for like a heartbeat, I think, back in April or May. Okay. Yeah, that's when people were still, you know, it's still slowly being cool with the concept of going back into movie beers. So a lot of movies were testing grounds, you know, at that time. About. Um, basically, there's this like Russian bad guy, uh, Warlord. He was being charged at the, um, like, to his really bad crimes is this hitman played by Samuel A. Jackson. And Interpol is in charge of taking him, I think, from, like, London, maybe. Yeah, yeah like to, that. To, um, I think it was Amsterdam. Uh, and the Interpol agents get all taken out. And so they, one of them hired, the only one that's left living hires a bodyguard, triple A, formal triple A rated bodyguard to get Samuel Jackson to um, the trial. Right. Yeah. And the first one, um, it was Gary Oldman, I believe, was the... Uh... <laughs> I played play the Russian bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, always fun to see Gary Oldman, you know, out of his dramatic element and doing something fun. And then we uh, open up with this this one uh, where it's kind of a well, it it, it starts off as. A dream sequence where we're in we're in um 
kind of Ryan Reynolds dream of he finally got his triple A bodyguard you know, award and, you know, he's getting the glory and the accolades he been dying to receive. But it's a, abruptly uh, yeah, it ends with the Samuel Jackson character constantly showing up like everywhere he goes <laughs> we're just laughing at him we're just laughing at him laughing at him you try to you try to run then like the cook is laughing at him to Samuel Jackson he's like try to go through the valet Samuel Jackson's valet laughing at him he's laughing at him. Uh, and so he snaps out of it to a scene where you know he's talking to his um, his, his shrink about this dream yeah, pretty much Samuel Jackson is haunting him in his dreams, uh, so he can't get away from him. Yeah, and so what we saw in the first movie was there, the, like the chemistry between those two characters is very antagonistic uh, because the reason why uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' character lost his triple A rating was because one of his clients was was assassinated. Right. <laughs> to find, come to find out, Samuel Jackson was the person that assassinated his client. And so they have this like love hate relationship between the two of them. It's like an angry bromance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, um, you know, Samuel Jackson has a wife played brilliantly by Selma Hayek. <laughs> Um, and so once we get into the second one, uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds, he's going into this, he said, okay, I'm taking a, what's the word? Sabbatical? Sabbatical. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he's like, he's a break from his job. Yes. Yeah. He's trying to break free. Yeah. His, his shrink thinks that he needs to step away from being a bodyguard because it's causing him too much stress. Um, and so he goes on vacation, mm-hmm. doesn't take his gun because his shrink says no guns. You need to step away from every element of that life. And while he's on vacation, uh, Sonia Kincaid, played by Sama Hayek, comes running in and say, says that she needs his help, that Darius, Samuel and Jackson's character, has been taken by some bad guys and she needs his help to rescue her husband because Darius said the only person that could save him is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. A- AKA yeah. Oh, uh, Michael, Michael Bryce. That's Michael. Ryan Reynolds, uh, uh, character's name in this one. And so now we're off to the races with just, you know, hell of bullets, swear words, and, like, and, and chases, uh, left and right. Uh, it's, and it's okay. So how can you, let me see. How can you summarize the villain plot in this movie in a nutshell? So it reminded me of um, the James Bond movie, the first Pierce Bond, Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie, um, where you have the the yeah Golden Eye, where you have the newspaper mogul that's trying to take over all the media. So in this one, it's the the bad guy is trying to take over all of the Wi-Fi around the world um, in order to control military and um, like online 
war machines, which everything's gone digital, so you can easily control all of the weapons around the world because everything's connected to a Wi-Fi system. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Correction. That one was the second one, which was Tomorrow Never Dies. That was the one with Michelle Yeoh. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. that one. That yeah. one. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's like correction retraction. Uh, Golden Eye was with what's his name, Sean Bean, as the uh, villain. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, right, right, right. Yes, yeah. no, not that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you're right, totally. And the, uh, and the villain is played by Antonio Banderas. So he's kind of popping up in our uh, reviews because we reviewed uh, Mask of Zorro. Uh, you know, past few weeks ago or, or a week ago. And so, yeah, and now he's in this one, but as a bad guy instead of a good guy. <laughs> yes, and he has an amazing blonde or gray wig in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just perfect. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, and then on top of that, we have um, an American um uh, an Interpol agent uh, that's you know trying to like figure out what's going on. Uh, played by what's his name? Uh, hey, what's his name? Hey, I don't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. Sorry, yes, Frank. Frank thank Grillo. you. Yeah, Frank Grillo. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Interpol agent Frank Grillo. Um, so, you know, he's trying to prove himself so he can leave. I think he's trying to go back to Boston. <laughs> yeah, he wants to go back to America. He's tired of being Europe. He just wants to get back to the good old USA. Exactly. <laughs> but not before. Except, like, he has a deal with his boss that if he stops the bad guys, um, that he will then get to go back to the U.S. And so she's like, sure, if you can stop. And he is like, the only way we can stop the bad guys if, is if we go off book and use these crazy people. <laughs> um, a hitman, a con artist who is Sonia Kincaid, um, and a bodyguard. Right. Yeah. Because no, no one will see them coming. Exactly. <laughs> but they do at every turn, which sparks, you know, more crazy like action sequences. Um, yeah. And pretty and a, another <laughs> kind of funny thing is so uh Frank Rilla character, Bobby, Bobby O'Neill, um in a poll agent Bobby, uh he's assigned a translator. What was she like Scottish or something like that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, you know, that he never understand what she's saying. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a couple of funny moments where she was explaining things and he would say the wrong thing and she was, and she would say, no, it's, you know, it, that blah, blah, blah. And he, he, he was like, what? Like, I... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that those those are pretty funny moments uh, with that. Yeah, I feel like Frank Grillo is um, he's a he's an underrated actor. He's he's does good action and he can deliver some funny one liners. Like he, he's fun to watch on TV. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, and people who don't really know him, he's in the M. She was in the MCU as uh, Crossbone and the Captain America. It's actually uh, it was a Winter Soldier that we seen. You know his character Crossbone, and then we later see his character's demise in Civil War. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. So, yep, that's him. <laughs> Yeah, and um, if for some reason you you don't remember him from uh, Marvel movies, um, he was also in The Purge, Anarchy. Um, mm-hmm. He was in the TV show Billions. Okay. Um, he was also in the TV show Kingdom. So. Yeah, yeah, he's getting work. He's definitely getting work. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so, all right, throughout the crazy misadventures of, um, you know, the A plot, so pretty much the B plot is, um, you know, Sonya, you know, is trying to have a family with Darius. Um, so there's kind of like this whole kind of fertility <laughs> sad story going on between those two. And on top of that, we get the revelation that the bad guy and Sonya had a history. Okay, so let me time let me time out this right quick. Now, it it was weird when I should it should have hit me like with the casting, but it wasn't until I seen Salva Hayek and Antonio Banderas like together on screen sharing the same space. I was like, holy shit. I want to watch Desperado like right now. <laughs> They're so good in Desperado. Oh, <laughs> yes. like, <laughs> we'll add that. We'll add that movie to our calendar for things to review. Yes, I mean just seeing those them together again. I'm like, oh, that's. I forgot how awesome you guys are together because, like, that's where I was like, I was just waiting for Antonio Banderas to pull out a guitar case, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> they should have they done that. <laughs> that would have been amazing. It's like, oh, the Desperado went bad. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, so I had to do a sidebar on that one. So, like, oh, so I got to right there. It's in a movie together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and then, well, should we? No, we shouldn't spoil. Should we spoil? Should we spoil? Uh, we won't say it. so. I mean, because there's this whole theme of of uh, Darius and uh, and Sonya wanting to have a kid and 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 have a family. Right. Uh, we have a like another tertiary storyline where we get to meet Michael Bryce's father, um, yeah. and we won't say who it is. Yeah, we we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. So the whole theme of you know family and. You know the family, the family you inherit are they on the opposite the family. You know you want, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like it was the running theme in this movie. Is you know, the, you know the whole family dysfunctional and otherwise. I mean that's kind of like the whole like the running thing theme <laughs> throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, all in the middle of like crazy. Both like fighting stunts and car stunts and 
any other stunt you could possibly <laughs> think of. I mean, it, it is really a modern version of like a slapstick comedy action movie right. with with more intense slapstick type of accidents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Ryan Reynolds, you know, um, I guess uh, like physical like hits is very yeah. loon it's very Looney Tune-ish. It's very like you would know like okay, this he would not a, a regular person will not get up from the type of like impacts he's been taking throughout this movie. Um he gets hit by numerous things in vehicles and you know, he just bounced back up like Wiley Coyote. So Yeah, I mean it was kind it kind of reminded me like if we were to bring the three stooges yes. into today, these are the type of accidents that might be happening to them. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they had three stooges. It was three of them. They, I mean, they might be on to something. Yeah, it's it's the modern three stooges. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, well, we just call it the Hitman Life Body. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, and uh, yeah, and also, like I said, you know, Salva Hayek pretty much like you know Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. They established their romance kind of chemistry in the first one, but Salva Hayek just like just took it and just like, okay, these are my scenes. I'm about to make this mine. Like in every turn, like with her <laughs> you know, talking about people, how she, you know, she's cursing people out in Spanish. I mean, as she you know, sprays down hordes of, <laughs> of uh, goons with her machine gun while she's cursing in Spanish. Like it's it's a sight to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Selma, she is amazing. I mean, even the director said that she's a creative ball of energy. She brings so much to the table. Um, in fact, this movie was only made. Because in the first movie, everyone loved her character so much that the director and the writer uh, decided to write this this sequel because <laughs> because people loved her on screen so much and that her character. Um, I, I highly suggest going and watching the first one um, where you first meet Sonia Kincaid, who she's in jail and she's like <laughs> yelling at the guards and then yelling at her husband on the phone. And then they pan the camera around and you see her cellmate who's just sort of nose in the corner hiding from her. Yes. I mean, it's the best, best character intro scene that I've seen in a while. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, yes. I mean, she she rolls through the scene like uh, like I said, like a t- like Tasmanian devil. She's just a whirlwind, you know. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, and you know, and what I love about Selma is like, well, it, she's one of those rare. Nah, I say rare, but she's she's an actor. When you see her on screen. Like she's so comfortable in the character she's in, but more so like the skin she's in. Like you can tell, like 
she loved being Selma Hayek. Like, she's like, I'm fucking Selma Hayek. I mean, it was like those scenes where um, <laughs> where she was like, she kind of being a shriek to <laughs> Ryan Reynolds' character and like she was pinpointing like the mother issues <laughs> yeah. because of the boobs and she was like, oh, like these? Like, yeah, you were, yeah, you were grabbing these. <laughs> you know, she was just so bad at like, yeah, like, it's like, cause she knows she have amazing boobs. Like, yeah, so what? And she'll tell you, like, my boobs are awesome. <laughs> like, God bless her. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, if you are a fan of like crazy stunts and crazy fight scenes, this is the movie for you. The, um, they, they ultimately end up chasing the baddie Antonio Banderas onto his yacht. And there's like, I think six different fight scenes happening <laughs> on that boat at the same time. And they're just all interspersed with each other. Um, which like we mentioned the quiet space, quiet place um, a couple weeks ago, how the editing for the, the, like the, the big, the, end of the movie was just perfect for that type of movie. The editing for the final fights in this, the choreography was just, it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Really, really love fight choreography. Yeah. A lot of, th- a lot of throwing, a lot of throwing rounds of bodies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, uh, like I said, and then going with the theme of family, the movie ends Literally, with a new family, as you uh, as you watched. <laughs> right. Well, you know, the family in Fast and Furious is sort of coming to a close. So this is our next seventeen years of a new type of family. We get the yeah. Hitman and Bodyguard series, <laughs> exactly. which I'm totally on board for because I feel like the Fast and Furious they took their action very seriously. Um, and this is more slapsticks. So I feel like in now, like right now, we need that uh-huh. type of thing. Yeah, totally, totally, most definitely. Yeah. All right. So our stuck on tarmac review go as follows: uh, As on the couch, it's a fun watch. You know, you enjoy it. You would not be disappointed. Um, Putting on your shoes, contemplating going outside. It's middle of the road. I'll probably clean up while maybe hearing some dialogue or maybe peek over to watch a scene here and there, but I'm not 100% into it. Um, And last but not least, going outside. Like, I would rather go outside, get sneezed on by anti vaxxers before I watch this movie. I mean, it's sit on the sofa for me. I, I watched it right after watching the first one. So <laughs> I, I got a good four hours of hitman action. Mm. Um, yeah, sit on the sofa. I feel like I don't have anything else going on in my life. This, <laughs> this is pretty good to me. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like when you, when you hear or you see a general consensus of a movie, and then we actually watch it like that said movie, like you kind of wonder which, what kind of space people were in mentally when they watched the movie to get like a reaction. Okay, so pretty much like this, this movie wasn't really didn't have great reviews like at all. But right. yeah, but it's kind of like 
What? Just, the escape is a movie that that we need. Yeah, just right. like a just like a fast like a Fast and Furious, right? It's like you're not trying to get deep dialogue. You're not trying to get like you know breakthrough characters. It's kind of like you, you know what you're getting into. It's like with what the filmmakers set out to do. Did they achieve what they were trying to do, which was give you something entertaining, nothing deep. They just want to make you laugh, make you laugh at some, you know, some violence and characters. Like, did it do that or did it not do that? And I think some critics like to, I guess, put layers on top of that and be like, okay, no, nah, it was horrible. Like, but for me, I think it's, I agree with you. It's a sit down and how we, and how you brilliantly broke it down. Like, this is a modern day Three Stooges with guns and explosions. If you watch it in that lens, it's a really good movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I I loved Three Stooges growing up, and I loved um, like the old twenties um, and thirties films with the actors doing all of their real stunts, like falling from buildings or the buildings falling around them. And I can't think of any of those actors' names right like now. Chaplin or Keaton, Buster Keaton. Yeah, Buster Keaton or Laurel and Hardy, like all of those. Like, this is just a modern take on crazy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and and through that lens, it was entertaining. And I, like I said, like, I could, I could not pick this up. I couldn't rip this apart because I... It's like I knew exactly what the movie was trying to do. And I was like, okay, it did what it was trying to do. Therefore, I don't have anything against it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if it was trying to give me some, you know, deep, complex shit and I got this and I'm like, oh, this is horrible. It, 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 it didn't achieve what it was set out to do. But it was trying to do slapstick, comedy, action, <laughs> and it did it. And therefore, it's a sit down for me. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so as I mentioned, it is on Amazon Prime. Um, it was actually, it was supposed to be released in August of last year. So it's delayed till the spring, but now you can rent it for a few dollars on Amazon Prime. If you need something to entertain you this Friday night, um, check it out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> There you have it, guys. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Uh, yeah, we suggest it. You know, just watch it for the fun. Just like Fast and Furious. Just, just, just turn your brain off and enjoy the, the, the action and the fun and the comedy. Um, yeah. And we'll see you guys Thursday uh, with something, you know, definitely fun, but different. Yeah. A little more religious. <laughs> yeah, a little more religious. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, until then, we wish everyone to say physical distancing and get your vaccines. Yes. Peace. Yes.